This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, October 5th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Reforming the Supreme Court. Can Farm Bill negotiators deliver on show of unity? And Pence, China, not just after farmers. The High Court is set to gain a 5-4 conservative majority. Brett Kavanaugh could be sitting on the U.S. Supreme Court hearing oral arguments as soon as next Tuesday. But the critical final votes that Kavanaugh needs for Senate confirmation may not be announced until this morning, shortly before the Senate is set to hold a key procedural vote. The final vote is likely tomorrow. Both require a simple majority. Keep in mind, Kavanaugh would give the court a 5-4 conservative majority that could be decisive on future court battles over environmental regulations and other rules, including jurisdiction of the Clean Water Act. Kavanaugh would replace the retired Anthony Kennedy, whose ruling in an earlier Clean Water Act guided the development of the Obama administration's Waters of the U.S. rule, which expanded the law's reach. By the way, some farm state Democrats who are up for re-election this year will be voting no. The biggest surprise was probably Senator Heidi Heitkamp of North Dakota. Her announcement yesterday that she would oppose Kavanaugh is widely seen as an admission that she expects to lose her seat. Recent polls show GOP Representative Kevin Kramer with a double-digit lead. Now we're watching the Montana Senate race. The Cook Political Report yesterday moved Democrat John Tester's re-election race to a toss-up from leaning Democrat. The organic farmer will be a no on Kavanaugh. A show of unity, but what progress? The big four farm bill negotiators pulled off a public reset of their talks by coming out of their relatively brief meeting yesterday, locking arms as they posed for a small group of reporters. The display of comedy was a sharp contrast to the barbs that had been traded in recent days as the 2014 Farm Bill expired. The big question is whether this means they can still reach an agreement before the end of the year. The biggest news from the negotiators is they say they are close to an agreement on the energy title. That's important because the House passed Farm Bill would eliminate that section of the bill. The fact that there is a deal on this section means negotiators have figured out one of the biggest funding problems that they faced when they started the talks. The Senate bill earmarked $400 million for the energy programs, but the money came out of cotton textile subsidies, a non-starter for Southern lawmakers. There was no hint of the negotiators as to whether they're getting anywhere on the biggest single issue and that tighter work requirements for food stamp recipients. The Senate Democratic negotiator Debbie Stabenow isn't tipping her hand as to whether there is a deal on the issue that will be acceptable to both her and to House Republicans. Stabenow says on an open mic interview, it's absolutely doable to get a farm bill that works and has common sense and is responsible. But we've got to leave the politics at the door. Watch AgriPulse.com for the full interview with Stabenow on Sunday. Pence on China. It's personal. China isn't just punishing U.S. farmers and ranchers in the escalating trade war. China also is out to get President Trump medal in U.S. elections and undermine the U.S. presence in Asia, Vice President Mike Pence said yesterday in a 40-minute speech at the Hudson Institute. The vice president said in response to the strong stance President Trump has taken, Beijing is pursuing a comprehensive and coordinated campaign to undermine support for the president. 
our agenda, and the nation's most cherished ideals. Pence said, there can be no doubt China is meddling in America's democracy. U.S. agriculture sector is struggling under China's retaliatory tariffs that are curbing U.S. sales of soybeans, wheat, sorghum, corn, pork, beef, apples, oranges, peaches, cherries, almonds, pistachios, cheese, and many other commodities. But Pence said farmers are still standing behind Trump and the trade war. Meat industry told to get involved on dietary guidelines. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue is urging meat industry leaders to get involved in the process of developing the 2020 dietary guidelines by nominating members on the advisory committee. Purdue told members of the North American Meat Institute, I've heard concerns raised in the past that the meat industry felt left out the last time this went around, and we don't want to leave anyone out. Purdue said, so you need to speak up and say something if you want your opinion heard and be sure that you send us some good science-based nominees. You have two days left. USDA is taking nominations through midnight on Saturday. The 2020 committee will study questions and topics in the process of drafting recommendations for the Secretaries of Agriculture and Health and Human Services. The 2015 committee alarmed the industry by debating concerns over environmental sustainability in the diet. USDA, rather than HHS, will serve as the lead agency for this version of the guidelines, and Purdue said the department is committed to keeping that process transparent, inclusive, and science-driven. Here's today's He Said It. We don't want this new technology to feel like they have to go offshore outside the United States to get a fair regulatory protocol. That Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue telling reporters yesterday that the FDA and USDA need to develop a workable process for overseeing the production of cell-derived or cultured meat. Well, here's an editor's note. Monday, October 8th is a federal holiday. Daybreak will return on Tuesday. So that's Daybreak for this Friday, October 5th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Dairy Management Incorporated and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.